Everything you want, nothing you don't. We really are the place for the vibes, aren't we? I like to think so. Until they play some shmoney and it's going to be no no long ads, is what I said. Energy! <laughs> I didn't say we never do ads. Hour? 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 Alright guys, what's on the show today? Sibling scraps. I just like to, to learn a little bit about some sibling scraps. And also because it is a Wednesday, we always have to do... That's right, I'm Jordan. And I'm Brooke. And this is True News. For you. I'm looking forward to that sibling chat. A little bit of his hus hus, my us is a little bit of me. Yes. Also, big day today, man. State of origin. But we'll talk about that one just a little bit I'm, later. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I really am feeling good. I, I want to know exactly earlier. how good you're feeling. Out out Both of you. About Both of you. Oh, but I'll ask you later in the show. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. 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 All right. We always start the show with an absolute board. And JV got those honors today. They do. Usually, I don't. I kind of. Look, it's not a it's not a song no one would have heard before, but this, you, you're going into River's actual playlist now, right? I think this is song of the year so far. People will disagree with me, but it is a vibe. Check it out. Do you like Lucky Day? I do. I hope so. Is it my Lucky Day? It is. I hope you like Victoria Monet as well. You're welcome. song of the year maybe you're right maybe it isn't song of the year but that song it's called smoke by victoria Monet, featuring lucky day hey baby let it play that last bit wasn't uh the track id it's just a bit of me heaven to me might be the one i was just trying to have a think heaven to me might be the one just gifted you a little bit of me how are you matua yeah good thanks um as we sort of go around the room and check in i was i had a bit of a uh, <clears throat> uh not a run-in with the coach's mother-in-law. Sounds like what you do. Uh, for Ava's netball team. But um, I have been asked to be less vocal on the side of a netball court. And she uh, had a, a netball game last night. So I had to... The new and improved dad version of me is I don't say anything. Because apparently I'm confusing her with uh, messages. 
when I'm telling her to, hey, oi, wake up. You're playing netball. Oi, mark your player. Those kinds of things. And oh, I have tell, a loud, booming voice. Tell, but, that, tell that lady, shush. Nah, I, you know what? Shush. I did feel a little defensive when I asked her because she was making a couple of comments uh, at Ava loud enough for me to be able to hear it. Okay, and I was like, okay. She obviously wants to say something to me, Mr. Big Nose Know-It-All, Mr. Basketball Guy, thinks he knows everything about netball now. And I, that was the impression I got. So I just went up to her and I said, hey, am I doing this wrong? Am I supporting my daughter wrong? Would I be more helpful not to? Hang on, what was she saying to you to, to try and get your attention? Um, Comments like? Uh, don't listen to anyone else, Ava. Just oh. listen to us coaches. And so I was like, oh, oh, that must be directed at me. And then secondly, after netball training, she That's pretty direct. <laughs> Especially when you're talking loud. You should have just called your phone. <laughs> and then after netball training, um, I heard her say, well, I don't think your father's qualified to be giving you tips. I have qualifications through the roof that he has no idea about. And I was like, Ooh. I overheard the conversation. I was like, said loud enough for what me. What a lame way to say that you're the coach. Yeah. <laughs> I have qualifications. Tell about who don't have. Long done story mine. short, <laughs> long story short, I could have been super aggressive and gone, nah, i support my daughter but she's coaching and I want my daughter to be coachable so I had to take it on board so I was silent I was mute the entire game uh, and gave her a hug at the end of the game and said I'm so proud of you is that a real thing like if parents talk too much all of a sudden your kid's on the on the sideline with you uh, I don't know I kind of felt like it might be a disadvantage to her if I continued my behaviour so mm. it's not my netball team it's not I don't, my know. I don't know where I'm at with that I'm, I'm on the fence name. I'm actually on the fence I must say though it was less enjoyable being able to not yell out I didn't Did enjoy it as much and I struggle with netball at this age I'll be honest it's not my favourite thing to do is go to a netball court as a supportive uh, dad. Hey, cold afternoon. Cold afternoon, I'm there and they only score two goals in 40 minutes. It's like, ugh. So, um, yeah, it was it was a struggle for me, but I'm, you know what? You're doing I'm, well there, I'm mate. Learning. You're doing well. Bigger than I was. I was, uh, I went to Spider-Man last, oh, last night with my son. Well, here it's good? amazing. First of all, I took him in his full Spider-Man suit, which he was yeah, absolutely man. fizzing about, yeah. you know? And uh, actually, the lady at the counter... She deserves a timeout. She didn't give my son any energy, you know, didn't look at him and give him a, that's awesome, or Spider-Man showed up today to see his own movie, you know, mm. I was looking for a bit of love. It would have been so simple. blank-faced him. It would have been so simple. My so, son. Well, you don't have to pay. This is your movie. Oh, hard. Just a little comment like that. Yeah. The webs. I feel like I, I had his back, though, when I threw the popcorn back in her face. But, um, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. My son's two, and he sat through the whole thing. You got a good one, though. I couldn't believe it. I th- but if it was another movie, it wouldn't. I get you. Like, he's just like, Spider-Man is his guy. I love it, eh? Did it's you like the like, movie, though? It's magical. Mm. Like, my son points to me like, Dad, that's Spider-Man. We're watching. I'm like, yes. Yes. So, yeah, it was it was really cool. Was I've really noticed cool. from both these stories so far, it's two defensive dads <laughs> wanting other people to treat our kids like we treat them. And we're never going to change. <laughs> we're never, change we're never going to change. Love that from me. I don't have anything. I dropped the coffee yesterday and that was like the world's worst thing all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. People are coming at me like, bro, what are you doing? You've got a coffee in front of you, but what is in it? It looks like mud water. How do you make like it cover, look? Huh? It's actually cover, brother. Double clap. Are you both on the cover? Let's get on with the show, eh? That's what we do, my boy. All right, we always start the show with Daily Bread, Breaking Bread. With the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. Have you heard of Remy Ma? Yes, sir. This is her song, which is an absolute bop, isn't it? Neo's on this one, too. We just got to wait for it to drop. It's new media. We don't talk over drops. Remy Ma uh, went to prison for seven years, guys. Uh, she's out of prison now. But 
this is a little bit of energy okay. that maybe we should have applied to our COVID um, during our COVID time. She said, uh, I tell people that I'm 35. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, that doesn't make sense because you're 42. She said, no, I don't count the years in prison. Oh, so we two years younger. She just fully, she just said, no, I don't. I'm 35. I wasn't out here. I wasn't I going to my birthday life. parties. I mean. But like, it was funny because when I saw the interview, she like actually blank faced, like not trying to be an egg. She was just like, no, nah, I don't. I'm 35. She is aware that that isn't an international rule. Because I want to come back to yeah. you as well. Like, when they're not giving you anything. But hey, maybe we should all just keep that energy, you know? We're just all two years younger from our, from our COVID experience. Man, we're still in our 30s. Yeah. Oh, man, we're getting a little bit older. That's my first daily bread. All right, I got some daily bread that I want to break off today. And, and it's so silly that you wouldn't even believe it's true. Mark, I told Jordan this one yesterday, but because you're from, a, uh, I guess, an older time, I think you're, you're going to be more surprised than us. All right. People are jumping into relationships at the moment, right? Mm. So people are are finding new relationships. And there's a little bit of a hack at the moment. And please don't do this once you hear that this is an actual thing. Surely that doesn't work. What people are doing. We're going to get in trouble saying this. Is when they get in a relationship with someone. Mm. And it's at that early stage, maybe just coming out of the honeymoon part. What people are doing is when their partner goes to sleep. Mark, listen to this. When their partner goes to sleep, they're putting nicotine tabs on them. And before they wake up, they're taking them off. So while they're away from that person, their partner, they think they're craving something. And they're craving their partner. Really? Really. How does that work? Because it's an addictive it's one of the most addictive things you can have. So they'll feel like they're missing something. They'll be agitated. Oh, because they're next to them. Mm, but is that not just nuts, though? There's what? a fault in that. What is it? The fault is you only feel like you're getting your hit once that nicotine's back in. It's got nothing to do with the person who's with you. Oh, so they're dungies anyway. So mm. ultimately, they'll still feel like they're itching for something until it's actually nicotine that's been put in their blood system. So, it's a waste of time anyway. See, it's a waste of your that's, time. That's why you shouldn't you shouldn't try and manufacture love. It should just be natural oh. because you know you send your man's out and next minute comes back with meth. And Whoa! Just, I was thinking maybe what, a cigarette what? problem. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Maybe. And you know it's your fault. It's your fault. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Mark. You debunked that. Very good. Thank yeah. You for that. Appreciate yeah. that. One more daily bread. I got one more daily bread. Uh, this broke yesterday, by the way, guys. But UK billionaire Hamish Harding has gone missing while on board a tourist submersible uh, used to explore the wreck of the Titanic. So he's paid to do one of those submarine kind of exploration things, and he's gone missing. All right, first thing that pops into your head when a billionaire goes missing. Cat. No, first thing is who did it and what are they stealing from? And I think Cat too. Yeah. So there's two people that instantly go. Well, none, uh, well I tell you what, none of none of these search parties go into the bottom of the ocean, are they? No. So if he was in the sub and just floated out to his helicopter that's waiting over there, and he changes his name, and then he doesn't have to pay half for his and he moves to relationship his that's about to break up. I don't know. I'm, that's where my mind oh, goes. Instantly. Wow. Yeah. I thought he could, they've, they've kidnapped him and he's gone. You thought you think he's doing planning his own escape? Yeah, that's what I instantly thought. You ain't gonna find him down there, are you? Mm. Because he's not down there anymore. He's in his helicopter and he's going to wake because someone's trying yeah, to break exactly, up with him. Exactly. Uh, Hamish, Hamish Harding, it's the morning shift here. We're on to you. Silly bugger. We debunked everything. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> We're the best.
That's the daily bread. That is your daily bread. Breaking bread with, with the, the news, news of today. today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. This is the morning shift. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to explore the world of sibling rivalries. And I thought, who better to do it than an only child? <laughs> <laughs> now, before we jump into the story of the Johns brothers, which we'll talk about in just a second, uh, can I ask, Jordan, I'll come at you, uh, you about some, I guess, situations that caused a couple of kerfuffles when you were growing up. It's more the idea of like, I would always think about it, but didn't know why it happened, why it came up, all that type of thing. First one, would you guys tea towel whip? Every night? <laughs> Did I, I've, ne- <laughs> I've never heard an only child have questions about <laughs> siblingness. Because I used to whip the fridge. Oh. You know, I whipped my brother so hard one night that I actually split the skin behind his knee. And that was that was like immortal times. Like we were no longer allowed to whip because he had a bleeding a laceration. <laughs> Sorry, son. Bleeding. Can we please kill the music real quick? Can we have a silent moment for Brooke whipping his fridge every night like it was a sibling? Damn. <coughs> Amen. Let's get back to regular program. No, we didn't flick every night. Maybe every week? A few times a week? What about the run for, uh, like, the battle over the control? Like, why was the TV remote such an important thing? <laughs> I would go to my friend's house and there would be... It's my turn. It is a Thursday. Yeah, I grew up in a house where it was our dad's thing. You know, it's it's probably less sibling and probably more more dad's thing. But it's it's obviously who's got the remote decides the channel, right? Yeah. But then it's it's always short lived because then the sibling's just gonna stand in front of the like the curtain and go, nah, you can't change it. So <laughs> I've seen that. So you know, why don't you guys share? I always see this. Oh, I would hear. Oh, oh so cute. God. That's mine. Grab his little cheek and rub it. The no, innocence. that's mine. You the innocence. Ask me that question one more time. Why wouldn't brothers and sisters <laughs> share? <laughs> because my thought process when you're by yourself and your only child, it's the only time if someone takes something like your clothes, you know where it's coming back to. Like it's always coming home. Bro, let me tell you, I think, I think, Stealing clothes, particularly for girls, I got sisters, would have to be one of the top reasons for rum bucks oh. amongst amongst oh amongst sibling sisters, especially. Do you know why? It's just it's a, it's a little bit of jealousy sometimes. It's just I don't know. It's just the idea of like, how dare you wear something that's mine? But they do it to each other. It's crazy. You know what, Brooke? It's a deeper meaning when it comes to siblings taking other th- taking the things of their of their brothers and sisters. It really comes down to control. Who's in control of the situation? You're so right. What dog has just peed on the lamppost? Because oh, ultimately, okay, yeah, 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 it, it, yeah. And, and it's a constant battle from flicking to TV control remote. You're always trying to be the one in control. And, and, and sometimes it's more sinister than that. Like a sibling will walk into a room in space where you know there's not allowed to be any beef, like a, in front of Nana and Granddad, you know? And then that sibling's just seething because they're like, ha, ah, you're wearing my top. And you know I'm not going to say anything. You. And when you're one up, bro, oh, boy, I love there this. is no so better much. feeling. Oh. There is no better oh. feeling than being one up. Like oh, totally. when you when you're one up on everybody in the family and your siblings, like you're like you're the chi- you've won a chip. Is Skittish. that the easiest sleep that you have? Oh, that's yes. the easiest sleep you can get. I got one more. What's it like in the car? Road trip seemed like a void. <laughs> seemed like a void. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, actually, um, can I reverse that back on you? What was it like in the car? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, yeah, yeah, nah, they were a vibe. Uh, they were a vibe. 
you're making me feel very uh, privileged and thinking about how much I love my siblings. Very lucky to have siblings. I feel like I learned a little bit there. Yeah, now, where this all stemmed from, sorry guys, got a little bit sidetracked, but love that. Where this all stemmed from was, uh, there's a couple brothers, legendary brothers in the NRL called Maddie and Joey Johns. And Maddie has a uh, radio show in Australia and Joey Johns is on it as well. And Maddie noticed that his brother wasn't really paying attention and he wanted to, to kind of rack him up and, and make sure that he was listening and, and a part of the show. And I'm just going to play out the the audio from what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Mate, I'm, I'm sick of you rapping Queensland. That's what I'm sick Well, because, you know, because they've just been better. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. It's been on the score. Look at the scoreboard. Well, you're just talking about their best team. It's their best team ever. They've been together for two or three years. Wow. You got one extreme to the other. Well, let's see. It's not the go. best side right they've on. ever had. Put your own jersey on. You should have some at home. Well, I would. They're easier to admire. <laughs> what? Yes, <laughs> mate. Just because you played four games and lost four doesn't mean you're <laughs> bad. You well, mate, you don't need to be a baker to know bread tastes good. I couldn't give a <laughs> I think they're great, right? I love that. Andrew Johns is a bit of me, eh? Just hit the, hit, the, hit the personals once it gets a bit too... <laughs> well, he quit. He quit the job. He said, I'm not coming back to the end of the year. Brothers, right? I love that. Brothers. So we chucked it out there and said, what is the fight that you're having with your sibling at the moment? How long has it happened? And as always, the shifters, you guys are so amazing. You came back with some of the best ones and eye-openers from an only child. Let's check them out. Brooke, sibling relationships are sometimes hard to explain, but I'll put it like this. I would give my sister my kidney, but she ain't having none of my juice. (laughs) After hearing you talk about it. Oh, that makes so much sense for some reason. Like you would run through a brick wall, jump in front of a car. That is so true. <laughs> but that t-shirt, nah, nah, we are. Nah, 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 we good on that. You can have my, you can have my spleen, but nothing else. <laughs> a few years ago, um, I was heading up to the takeaways to get, pick us up some dinner. My brother hands me this, like five dollar scratchy, and he had one, a free scratchy off there, and he asked me if I would pop it. Uh, next door to the dairy and pick up his free scratchy and so I did that and while I'm sitting in the car um, waiting for our dinner I thought I might as well um, scratch the scratchy for him (laughs) and to my surprise he wins $500 and I just bursted out laughing anyway I ran back into the dairy grabbed the $500 bought him a $5 scratchy and kept the $495 to myself and anyway, I told him a few days later, so to get me back a few days later, I go into the um, to my garden shed to pull out my weed trimmer and my lawnmower, oh, only to find that my weed trimmer and my lawnmower was missing, and I knew straight away that it was my brother, so I called him up and then he tells me that he, that he had pawned off my weed trimmer and my lawnmower to cash converters. Not even because he needed the money, but just to be an egg. Anyway, fast forward to um, this year. Um, for whatever reason, he lands himself in prison for a few months. And, of course, he leaves his wallet behind. And so I helped myself to his credit card, of course. So what did I do? I go and buy myself a wee trimmer and a lumber. I can't wait to tell him my name when he realises. Anyway. My favourite part. Anyway, goes to jail for whatever reason. 
not important not an important part of the story <laughs> love you sis wow oh, that, yeah, that was a great. beautiful story and very very well told I think we got some more as well. So we went out for dinner and my sister is currently six months pregnant. Now we all sat down for dinner, um, ordered our food and um, her chips, or our chips came (laughs) first. As you can imagine, a pregnant person being quite hangry at that time. She went to the bathroom and I seized the opportunity of taking the last few chips, didn't think anything of it. When she came back, she had the biggest tantrum that a pregnant person can do. Uh, she stormed out of the restaurant and took her milkshake with her and sat outside and cried. She still doesn't let me live it down and she refuses to eat anything around me because she doesn't want me to steal the rest of her food. I might be with her. I might nah, be with the mum. Nah, there's, there's, some, there's something deeper to this story. Yeah. You know what it is? It's It's like... The story, what do you think, Matawai? I think, again, it results back to control. Mm. And this is a, just a, a, this will be something that she's done all her life or something that has totally. been just niggling away at the back of her. And that was the straw, the straw. that broke the camel's back. It's okay. never about the few chips, you know? It's like, you'll have a sibling that just, for whatever reason, will just be that last person to eat the three chips. And then they'll turn around and be like, what's the big deal? Totally, but it's like there's times when it has been a big deal and they haven't cared, and it's just like, yeah, build up. I'm on the fence with that story. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask the question? Is it always the youngest, or no? Uh, The the youngest has a sense of um, (laughs) not caring factor and entitlement than than a lot of the other siblings. But I'm a fan of the youngest. Yeah, the one that um, the one that always used to get me was my older brother used to break all my things, Mm. so he would come play with my toys and then break them, and it usually came from because my like, just something as simple as I would have a car that was quicker than his car in the hallway, so he'd just uh, play with it while I wasn't there, and it would break, and then all of a sudden... And he'd do it with everything I had. So I wouldn't mm. care about some things, but then he would break or leave a stain on my origin genes, <laughs> and I'd just be like, no! Yeah, yeah. The one. And rage. My sister is the only one who has our mum's secret lasagna recipe and the stupid which won't share it with me. <laughs> so now when she takes it to family events, when no one's looking, I pour half a bottle of salt on it. Not enough for no one to eat it, but enough for people to talk caca about how bad it is. Share the recipe, man. Man, the tote on the lasagna and the human. Unreal. I'm a stupid witch. Hey. That's funny. I want to know why the mum has only agreed to tell one daughter and not the other. Oh, we well, see, we're digging deep now. Yeah, we're deep. The There's way I was listening here, to bro. that, I was thinking the mum had passed away. So... It was only oh, the daughter maybe. when it left. If, if so, rest in love, Fano, rest in love. Still mean, though. Nah. <laughs> Whenever we have fish and chips, my little brother would do those wannabe sneaky ones and try hide the chips behind the other layers of paper, <laughs> you know? And then when we go to pack up and throw the rubbish away, all the chips fucking fall out. Oh, oh. All the chips bloody <laughs> fall out. So, yeah, we always end up arguing about that because... What a stingy, eh? 100%. Sorry about that swear word, Fano. Matu Mark just Keep seems to... Keep your toes, man. He wants to get a swear word a week. <laughs> Good roll, man. Good roll. My brother got a little too honest about a month ago. He told me I put on a bit of weight. I mean, he's right, but shut your lips, you're ugly, and I don't say anything. Nar. Oh, man. 
man, I love that because it's just like my brother got a little bit too honest. Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Brooke, you enjoying this? Well, it's the best <laughs> thing in my 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 mind has been open, but I I just had this thought about what happened to us hmm? on Friday night. Remember how I was a little bit too honest with you? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we're talking about um, stories uh, of our Friday night. Okay, let's yeah, leave yeah, it. Because yeah. <laughs> then I'd have to say a story and you you won't like it. <laughs> I don't want that story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, as we were. As we were. My sister stopped <laughs> talking to me over me not acknowledging her birthday post she did for me on Facebook. Uh, this was five years ago next month. Yeah, nah, who That's cares? That's a tough one, man. It's your sister. Nah, not who cares, but, you know, sometimes, you know, siblings be holding grudges over small things and really just come to the table and bear your emotions. Let's let's heal together and really unpack, but don't tell me that you've been annoyed for five years over a Facebook post. A Facebook post? Let's get to the truth, Fano. What's the real truth? What's the real truth? You're the ugly sister owner, all right? Just... (laughs) (laughs) If you're the big one, I saw this quote, and it could work for that. Oh. It said, like branches on trees, you may grow in different directions, but your roots will always remain intertwined. Makes sense, right? I'm not sure it works hey, for that, sure, but I love You were good last week. Don't try it. Don't try it on the street. I had like six good ones last week, too. Okay, siblings, man. I learned hey, a lot. Love you. I appreciate that. That was great. This is... The Morning Shift. I was supposed to do a conspiracy today, but I was reading up on it and I realised probably need to do a little bit more research on it. <laughs> so I found I found something equally as interesting um, where a psychiatrist has come out and said uh, a red flag. Uh, actually, I don't want to paint the red flags as if you see this in your partner, you need to leave them. It's more of like a warning flag of reflecting on why they might be doing a certain behavior. Are we ready for this? I am. Grown-ups only, please. Yeah, this is a bit of a grown-up chat, but it's an interesting chat. Um, what, do, what do you guys... Okay, let's say you're going to consume some TV before bed. What do you guys gen- generally like to watch i like to watch whatever my wife's watching what would that be generally usually something to do with murder or some type of documentary mm. around those those things a lot of people are like that eh? like csi all of those yeah. kind of like crime watch what I about play Fortnite too play like, Fortnite yeah. before i go to bed and then maybe some sports uh but we'll probably end up on something similar to that yeah like i'll chuck something on it'll be a CSI crime channel crime yeah probably something like that yeah it's interesting you guys say that because let's listen to what the psychiatrist says on a podcast particularly after she reveals the fact of what she's talking about and then why people do that if your idea of relaxing before you go to sleep is watching three episodes of law and order i would encourage you to think about why is trauma relaxing to me oh that's what it is i mean it's Harm, crime, violation, attacks, and that's what is going to soothe me into my bedtime. So what is the answer that a lot of people give you when they do go into therapy about that connection? Is that it's normal and familiar. 
some of us grew up in high stress, so people mistake peace for boring. <laughs> and it's like, to come home to yourself, you have to lean into the discomfort because it's going to feel unfamiliar. Mm. That podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I completely agree with that. Obviously, what we're not saying is that um, if you do watch crime and all of that, that it is this is this is the bottom line fact. What she's saying is that in her practice and talking to people, a link that she's made to people uh, who grew up in sort of more chaotic environments, they confuse peace for boring or I need to be entertained or I need to I feel comfortable with it safety and the madness why do you not disagree Mark? why do and you I, disagree sir but we, we can but why do you disagree that's why I wanted to clear that up is I'm not saying that that's yeah she's yeah. saying that's the bottom line fact well I think you about what, I mean? what what I need to get to sleep right I almost need something that I'm interested in enough but I'm not having to do too much thinking and I find crime documentaries or something like that all the thinking's been done for me the puzzle's already been put together they're just presenting that puzzle to me so I'm not having to do too much thinking. I'm just like, duh, 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 and then I doze off. I'm not looking for peace. I'm not looking for, uh, you know, a, a, a nice, safe place to then drift off into my dreams. I'm just looking for something that's going to stop me from thinking about everything else that's going on in my life and slow it right down to a point where someone is literally spoon-feeding me my thoughts. Oh, and that definitely could be the case. Or um, you're ignoring those feelings. and nah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. 100%. Or yeah, I'm a murderer. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that that's what you're what saying? I think it's like, in, in, it's the same kind of idea where you'll have someone in a relationship who it's been chaotic and toxic, but they've associated those feelings to excitement. So when they find someone that is safe and quiet and nurturing and listens, they associate that not with excitement, but it's boring. And what she's saying, the psychiatrist is saying, don't um, detach um, peace from boring. Totally. Let peace be peace. Oh, now that's something I can agree with. Can I just say to anyone who Here's loves drama, peace is so much better. So hard to find. Though. Harmony and oh. peace. But when you find it, Brooke, mm. I hope you guys get to experience peace one day, everyone. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't want to make it about me, but honestly, yeah, nah, that's, uh, that, that's, I just thought that was, yeah, it was just a little interesting take. And, and obviously I just want to make this a safe chat. We are not saying that if, even if you have come from a chaotic background, that that's what, you, you know, that's what you're thinking. That's what you're feeling. That's Thanks for you so to much. process. Like, you know, if the shoe fits. Nah, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Actually, speaking of if the shoe does fit, we did this a couple of days ago. Cinderella or fella? Ooh. Really quickly, if you missed it, we are on the hunt for someone. Is anyone else on the hunt or just us? I think it's just us at the moment. But please help us out. So we are on the hunt for a 36-year-old man who... Is a mechanic. Who... Is looking for their, their daughter. I've got a feeling we're not going to find Cinderella this week. We're going to have to... Or fella. Or fella. Or fella, yep. Uh, we're going to have to remodel that slipper and try again next Monday. Oh, yeah, I love that. But Every it'll time. be a different... Different. Completely different scenario. Remodeled slipper. And if there is you though, we got some goodies for you. Give us a buzz. Let us know. Cinderella. This is the morning shift. I'm Jordan, and I'm Brooke, and this is True News for you. 
Yes, it is. News for yous. The three stories we're looking to talk about today. Should ethnicity make you a priority in our health system? All Whites game abandoned after alleged racial abuse. And 20-year-old Mount Monganui chef takes top toasty title for 2023. Now, I love a toasty. <laughs> Get through mate. Let's roll through. Get through them. All right. So a new ranking system to prioritise patients on the basis of their ethnicity and geographical location alongside other factors aims to reduce inequity in the health system. And it's fair to say people have lost their damn minds around this news. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Most experts, though, and health experts, believe that it's probably the right thing to be doing. Uh, just FYI, Māori life expectancy was up to seven years less compared to non-Māori, and contributing to that was the lower access to specialty health services for Māori. So prioritising approach uh, aimed to, I guess, get those health inequities in line uh, has got people asking whether or not we should actually... Base your health care and your priority of health care on your ethnicity. So, boys? I feel like that's what we've been doing this whole time. So, I listened to Chris Hipkins this morning, and Chris Hipkins was saying that it's all about clinical access. And a lot of people that live in low economical places with a low income tend to be Māori or Pacific Islanders who are struggling to get this clinical access. So, that's where it's all stemming from. But there was also something called the wish list, which takes ethnicity out of it. Do you know a little bit more about the wish list? No, but the, the doctor has said the old health systems historically had a way of blaming the patients for not accessing care earlier. Uh, in fact, so making it like more the patient's fault, but it's been hard them. for them to actually access these these healthcare's because of where they live or um, maybe you know Rural affordability. Area, yeah. Like, there's a whole lot of reasons as to why uh, Māori are generally seven years. Uh, dying seven years earlier than their counterparts, so that's scary, man. Um, I do a river special once again. It just, I, I'm just like, ah, oh. it's election season. Where obviously, like you said off air, Mato Mark, they, they, this is why Christopher Luxon and all the others are they're going heavy on the race card because they know it's an issue that you know people want to hear about. But I think I want, yeah, I'd love to just know more and hear more from the people in the arena on the ground than hearing it secondhand from politicians. You know? Yeah, while the people in the arena are saying it's probably the right thing to be doing, it's a good idea. Um, ultimately, I think if you are not of Māori or, or Pacific Island heritage and you wouldn't get that as one of your list things to bump you up the list, um, you'll be sitting there thinking, we all bleed red, so what does it matter what ethnicity you are? And health is the be-all and end-all, right? So mm-hmm. why am I then bumped below somebody else because of some, you know, some outstanding factor? I get it. It's going to be one that gets louder and louder, I think, as we get closer to the election. So that's what the story's all about. And I think a lot of shifters here work in the health space, and I'm sure they'll reflect and, and reply to us after the show, uh, just to give some other context about totally. some things we're not hearing, which is, which is new media. This is what we want. We encourage People it. on the ground doing it. Our second news story, the All-Whites game abandoned after alleged racial abuse on the eve of the Women's World Cup kicking off here in New Zealand and Australia. Our men's team have been in some proper drama in Qatar. Do you think it's because they're called All-Whites? That's why they're... Nah. <laughs> it's, you know, nah. 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 But that's the thing. Like, this story has come about and it's ironic that we are called the All-Whites. Uh, the All-Whites game against Qatar in Austria has been abandoned at halftime when the New Zealanders refused to, retu- to return to the field saying a player was racially abused. Yeah. It was one of the players who were on the field that actually did it. Like They were arguing, the players were arguing, and the rest of the team decided not to come out from, from the half-time break. We're up 1-0 too. Good on them. Stay with your brother. Good on them. Yeah. Good on them. I don't Crazy. mind that. I uh, mean, and this is happening at the highest level, eh? Like yeah. the, the uh, I forgot 
excuse me, the one of the biggest stars for Real Madrid has been fighting it. Like it doesn't it happens at every single level. And you so, probably need more sad. players to, and teams to, to not, not go out. Yeah, to not walk out after yeah. halftime to make it work. But um, crazy. Uh, and then finally, Mount Monganui, Freeport, Cleaver and Co. have been crowned the winner of the Great New Zealand Toasties Takeover thanks to the handiwork of the com- competition's first female winner. 20-year-old chef Brooke Moore is behind the winning creation. Oh, can we guess what it is? What I'll give together? you the name. Okay. It's called Surf, Turf and Smoke, Monsieur. Wow. They've gone prawns and turf. They've gone a, a smoked, a smoke, a smoked kingy <laughs> with a bit of terakihi mm. and a mm. bit of snapper. Finish it off with some oysters. Some, some definitely not kinna. Nah. A little smoked salmon. A little mm. smoked salmon number. A mm. fish toasty won a, won the won the award. I don't know Born about pasta. that. Eh? Surf, turf, and smoked monsieur. What is it? What are we? Just it combines house-made lamb pastrami, hmm? oh. smoked prawns, oh. mozzarella, smoked cheddar sauce, oh. and some good old-fashioned McClure's yeah. sweet and spicy pickles. Nah, that's what's Lost up. me. That's what's up. Yep. Congratulations, of course, to Brooke Moore, who came up with that monstrosity, this beauty. No, I'm not going to call it monstrosity. That makes it sound bad. This beautiful uh, toasted sandwich to become the first female winner of the competition. Well done. And that it is. Why couldn't, that she, it is. why couldn't she just be a winner? What if she just wanted to hunt? I'm kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, that is, I'm Jordan. <laughs> and I'm broke. That is true news for you. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> You're such a piss. This is The Morning Shift. It's midweek. We know you're looking for it too, because we are as well. A little bit of Jordan inspiration, and you know what? I don't need to do the honors all the time. I'd like to give this to someone else this morning. That's all, Mark. The person we're actually offloading this to means we don't have to change the name. Because <gasps> I saw this come up on Jordan Kahu's Instagram. Former professional rugby league footballer, over a hundred games in the NRL, nine tests for the Kiwis. Legend. Ig. Well, he's finest. Legend. And, and actually a really good um, example of someone who's done well for himself after footy, eh? Yeah. But I saw this and it actually, it had me in two minds straight away. Because it's not one of those Jordan inspirations where it's like, run out into the into the war and battle everybody. It's kind of like more of a reflection on yourself and how much you do for others. Let's have a listen. I'm not opening any more doors for anyone. How many times have you found yourself being the middleman, constantly trying to juggle between people and trying to please everyone and open doors for them. While like me, it's time to take a step back and rethink our role. Don't get me wrong, helping others is a wonderful thing and supporting them is amazing. But let's remember, we all have our own dreams and goals we have to pursue as well. So it's time to stop being everyone's middleman and opening doors for ourselves. It's about creating opportunities that align with our own passions and aspirations. And by doing so, we're not only empowering ourselves, but we're inspiring others to do the same. I love that. And the top comment under that video, you can't pour from an empty cup. Get Mm-mm. what is yours, brother. I do agree with that part. I don't know how I feel about that one. And I love Jordan. I don't know how I... I think it's important to stay in the middle ground and always pay it forward. But I also get you have to, you know, fill your own cup and you. it's easier to help everyone else when you're feeling better. I don't think I that's it. what he's saying, though. I think what he's saying is he's talking about the moment when you realise... 
you're giving too much to that middle ground and you're ignoring yourself and what you need. Mm. So it's, it's, it's just, it's always bringing it back to balance. So I think he'd be in agreement with you. You, you should work on yourself, allow some, a little bit more for others. But sometimes what a lot of people are doing is they're putting all their chips into the middle and they're not leaving anything for themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's how I took it too. I remember last, or oh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the balloon story where the kids all went in and tried to find their own balloon and it didn't work. But when they just handed their balloon, aka happiness, to the other people, they realised that everyone, you know, they could, that everyone could be happy. Perhaps what he's saying is you need to make sure you still find your balloon, that you're focused on on getting that balloon at some stage. 100%. And I think we judge others on their actions. We judge ourselves on our intent. What are you been eating? There's something in the water, my boy. There's something in the water, my boy. Give me me your glass of water, man. Tell me why that was wrong. No, no, no. It's not wrong. Anyway, Origin tonight, guys. Oh, my bad. Hey, you want some sort of inspiration? I want to go around the room, though. Okay. I want to go around the room. Two New South Wales supporters. Game two, you lost game one in an absolute doozy. What is your confidence meter, Brooke? That you will win. New South Wales win win tonight's game. Out of 10. Mark, here's the thing. You judge yourself on your actions and you judge <laughs> others on exactly, their intent. Exactly. Six? A six? <gasps> yeah, man. No, 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 no. Six. No, 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 Jordan? No, no, no. Out of 10. Six, two. Lose six, two. South Just got there. Welshman, listen up. And ladies and everyone. New South Wales, listen to me. We're going to have an absolute banger. Of a game two test match. And let me tell you, I am 10 10 confident we will get the job done. I'm not a stats man, but if you look at game two stats for New South Wales, I like our chances to win a game two. Yes, we're going into the arena, the Maroon Arena. You typically don't play game two there, too. Yeah, we don't. The arena is something to talk about. But let me tell you, what I love about what's happened in the last three weeks is. We've been able to expose Queensland simping on the narrative that they are completely the underdog and we are the team that is, we cannot beat. And I love that there's, there's been enough doubt now from everyone and questions made about this team that I think as a player, that's what you want. You want to walk out there. You don't want to walk out there going, oh, damn, I've got to lace up my boots and we should win this game. You want to go in there thinking, yeah, my name's Jerome Luai and everyone hates me and doesn't think I can get the job done, mm. even though I'm two-time champion. I took Samoa to the Rugby World League Mm-mm. Cup final. Like... Talk about me. Mm. Doubt on me. You know? So that's how I'm feeling about it. I love our boys. I expect them to get the job done. You believe it? And I can't wait. I 100% believe it. Oh, I don't. Let's get back to you, Matuman. What? Ask me my confidence meter. I, oh. I'm, I'm saying, I'm asking you. What's your confidence meter? A zero. You guys are way too good. Mm. Oh, shut up. See? This is, this is what they've done. Since, since they've lost the... What do you call what, what, the eight-year run? This is what this has been the energy since they've, since they've lost their team. Work, and it? you know what? Whatever, man. Whatever it's going to be, but I'm confident. Just don't make this a dead rubber, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something to play for, please. You close us out, Matuwa. You close out the show, guys. Now do it. Remember, you judge <laughs> others on their actions. You judge yourself on your he intent. Got, he got you back. He this you back. is the shift. The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. Okay.